0: I'm ready when you are. You can feel the country's on a knife edge. It's only, what, 30 minutes late starting? Let's do this! (laughs) It's a joke, obviously. You're in retreat. We're not rioting yet. I don't like that question. You're just saying shit and you don't even know what you're talking about. But spider goat sounds way cooler than manta rays, doesn't it? And I was like, well, here's my two cents. You, 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 you need a lot of stuff. That's how we should describe the podcast. If they even went out and recruited one more person we have double the number of people listening. Well then, let's start the show.
1: All right, well, Jan, Jan, thank you, man. It's January. Che- Welcome, Check everybody, out, to the first episode.
0: Rhymes. Yeah, dropping some rhymes. Brad, how are you doing? It's, it's a new year. How are you doing? Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, not so bad, sir. Happy, happy 2018 to you.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much to our listeners as well. Thank you for being here. It's exciting brand new year i apologize i'm gonna start off first of all i'm gonna apologize oh, we've been away for we're a while starting on the back foot already now aren't we yeah well this is what i was gonna say i'm starting off making excuses we've been away a little bit but you know we had a lovely holiday took some time away we're back we're gonna do first show of the new year we're gonna run down the predictions we'll get all of our predictions out of from last year see what's uh take a peek ahead at the at the year uh, upcoming. And you know, maybe maybe this is just the year of excuses.
0: Maybe twenty eighteen maybe that's the tagline for twenty eighteen. So last year was, if I remember correctly, the year of the homeless hobo pissing all over twenty sixteen. So <laughs> this year is the year of uh pathetic excuses. Okay, well 2018 has a lot to live up to because that homeless hobo was fucking amazing. <laughs> well I think we I think we can say
1: this though about twenty seventeen it seemed to be better than 2016 i mean i still saw a lot of a lot of people on twitter being like oh this year sucks this is the worst this is the worst and yeah there was some things that yeah. you know maybe weren't weren't the best but it felt like it was better than 2016 and maybe that's just the numbness like the shock of 2016 and all the shit that happened and then you move into 2017 and it was like uh, this is just our normal now well, maybe yeah. could be one of those yeah, things. Yeah, maybe
0: it's just reset the uh, the baseline a little bit for us all.
1: Yeah, it's true. It could be. However, I had a lovely twenty seventeen. I thought it was good. Yeah, it wasn't. It uh, wasn't too overall. bad. I'm a little bit
0: rough around the edges here and there, but otherwise, it was. I think
1: it was good. Yeah. If anything, I think you know the shock of the twenty sixteen everything, like I said, kind of wore off, and maybe that got us prepped for twenty seventeen. So the shit that was happening, there was a bit of jaded. You know, but there was also a lot of people being like, "Okay, well, if this is what we're going to have to deal with, we're going to have to come up with a plan here." And people trying to, yeah. you know, throw out ideas and stuff. So, I can only look forward to a better twenty eighteen, the year of excuses. So if it's not that good, I'll find a reason why it wasn't. We'll find any. E- we'll find a scapegoat. We'll find an excuse. Um, Don't worry about it. And then probably
0: it. just have a drink and forget all about it.
1: That's right. Yeah. So let's we we may as well you know raise our glasses here and toasts the
0: passing of 2017 good riddance good riddance and uh to the birth of 2018 we say hello we salute you sir or madam there we go yeah it's 2018 non-gender related uh yeah. title i should have put in there so yeah welcome 2018 yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay. So,
1: um, do you want to start us off with your? Uh, yeah, I can. Because I know you're pretty, you're pretty hype. We went back and listened to the <sighs> the predictions we made for last year, and you're pretty,
0: uh, you're pretty proud of yourself. Yeah, well, yeah. Because originally, listeners, when we were planning this episode, the, the the plan was to try and forget about the predictions because we thought we were so far off that we didn't want to dredge yeah. up uh, that stuff. But then actually, we started uh, going back through it and realized actually we nailed it last year. So. Uh, so, yeah, to start off with, um, I think the first one, the first one right at the gate. But before we get to that, actually, I'm looking at the virtual landscape of your broadcasting room that you're in right now, Flash. Where's the whiteboard? Mm-hmm. The whiteboard? Yeah. It's hanging up over there. Okay, as, long yeah. as I said, I, it, I have a whiteboard. Okay. I was just checking that it was still there, because last year I could get to see bits of it, and this year I'm not seeing so much. So, <laughs> I just wanted to check <laughs> if it's there. You know why that is. You know why that is. Flash, you actually wanted to fix it's it I've actually put it up to the wall.
1: It took me a whole damn year, but I got it. I got it put up on the wall, and now it's there. You know, with the same shit written on it from you know 2017.
0: <laughs> Wait, one step at a time, Flash. You put it on the wall. Next step will be to wipe Get it, it on clean. Third step will be yeah. to write stuff actually down that you need to put down on it. So, to be to be fair, you know, this was like late December writings.
1: So, technically 2017, but not too long ago. But I did get it up on the wall in December. So, yes. Okay. Project done. You know, Brad, Brad won 2017-0. Okay,
0: zero, you know, okay just- right. Well, coming out the gate, the first prediction that I made was um, Prince Harry uh, to get engaged. And not only did I say yes. he get engaged, I also predicted correctly who he would get engaged to. So, uh, we're not keeping any sort of score here, listeners, <laughs> uh, but 1-0. Um yeah. <laughs> Maybe
1: I'll go through and add a little thing every time <laughs> with our cheap sound effects <laughs> department. Uh
0: yeah, yeah, it'll just be me doing that. Okay. New year, new start, new sound effects machine. Cool. Uh yeah, so Prince Harry getting engaged to uh Meghan Markle. Uh the wedding is scheduled for May this year, so uh yeah, all good things. So, I think there's there's talk. <laughs> well it is what do you do 'cause the pubs Bible accounts will be allowed to stay open later and yeah. Oh, okay, I see crazy over here so uh, <laughs> yeah let that spread amongst the commonwealth though. yeah but you nailed it
1: like i I totally forgot that you had made that prediction and when i was going back through the episode and listening to it i was like
0: oh it's a good start you got that one yeah you know uh the other thing i had what well, i didn't so much have but somebody predicted um that you would get ditched at the altar which <laughs> did not uh, happen did not happen. So uh, twenty seventeen nil yeah. uh flash won on that one. Yeah. So uh yeah, congratulations on that one. Um yeah, I I, I you know I can not I I g I can't I can't say there wasn't a part of me sat in the back of your wedding ceremony thinking Could go on could it happen? Could it happen. <laughs> um but fortunately for you and unfortunately for Teresa, it didn't say. So yeah, um, yeah, no I'm sure no one would have blamed her. No, well, obviously not. But uh, <laughs> So yeah, uh, and then I'll 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 say one more, and then I'll pass it over to you, you and do a, a couple more share between us. Um, mainly because it's another one of your failures uh, that you predicted that Her Royal Highness, Her Majesty <laughs> the Queen, would pass away in 2017. Flash, which um, I, I think is almost true. You know, yeah. I, I felt Not a bit my like, Queen. I, well, Not I found it uncomfortable that as we got towards the end of December, if she was to be in the site, that you know, you potentially would have been a prime suspect. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? If I remember
1: correctly, and we do have the tape that we could listen to, I think I was trying to start a celebrity death pool, or I was speaking largely about celebrity death pools, and that psh, maybe this is the year. Maybe I'll just predict it every year until. Well, it, that's the thing with with certain
0: people in the celebrity death pool. You've got to keep backing us because you know the only year that you don't you can fall at their head or have exactly. a around them. Have the vet drive out with a small pistol and blow wow. their brains all over the race course.
1: <laughs> well, okay, that's dark. That's <laughs> exactly what happened. I was just getting. I was just getting it that she's old. We're all getting
0: old, <laughs> Flash. Passing time to us.
1: Yeah, one year older. all right well if i were to do a celebrity death pool i was for 2018 i would say this that yes the queen would still be in there yes she's weighted low because her odds are getting slimmer and slimmer by the year now this don't you know whoever's listening this isn't a wish of mine i wish the lady well but let's be real people now if we wanted to get crazy and pick another
0: member of the royal family who would it be well, I, I'm not going down this avenue, Flash. <laughs> no, you refused I, to do it last year too. Come on, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should have. I should have showed up with a a, a list of beloved British uh, monarchs <laughs> and celebrities that that might kick the bucket in this year, just to make you that much more uncomfortable. But
0: as I did last year, I will move on from the morbid celebrity death pool. On we go. Top. So catch the ball, Flash. Take it away with, uh, with some of your your predictions or roundups
1: all right um if i if i remember correctly there was some big news that happened right as we were recording the prediction show from last year pretty big news that spilled over into this year and that is obviously the election of one donald trump and that, uh, there was a bit a bit of a theme in the predictions last year so i'm not sure exactly yeah. everybody that had that sent one in or, or what we had all uh, predicted on the on the topic but there w- this was a big theme so one that he's he wasn't going to take office at all i think i think you threw that one out there um uh, i think it did yeah there was also that he would be impeached that was a popular one which <laughs> frankly, I, th- I
0: think it, I think it's still popular. It's still
1: popular, and frankly, I'm kind of surprised it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was the assassination talk, which seemed a bit far fetched at the time, still does. Although, I'll throw this out there from the conversation that we had, we were kind of speaking about how, well, most of the people that uh, you would expect to do some kind of an assassination, uh, seemed to be on his side, you know, <laughs> uh, which. Makes sense. But then here's another thing that we saw out of 2017 was sort of this, like, uh, really, you know, well, some violence in the U.S. for sure around their politics. And uh, not, not to try and, you know, do the Donald Trump and say that there was violence on both sides. Uh, but there was, um, you know, a, quite a bit of, um, you know, fighting going on you know yeah. which is a bit surprising and I I was saying uh in the in the prediction episode that you know the people the traditional liberals that we think of that would be opposed to Trump and a lot of his policies and stuff I'll, I guess they were a bit more riled up than I than I expected uh and I'm not uh, I'm not blaming them rightfully so there was some there was some crazy shit that went down that needed to be responded to so yeah so that was kind of that was kind of an interesting one and then the other Theme that popped out um, of the impeachment predictions was it started as a joke, I believe the listener that sent it in, um, which was that Trump was going to put the giant jump uh, gold Trump letters on the White House <laughs> and then be a, be impeached, but not for defacing the White House with giant gold Trump letters, but actually for sexual assault. Which and at the time he had just dodged yeah. all of the campaign trail um accusations that had come out about him uh, the infamous tape and all that um but this was before you know the the avalanche of um sexual misconduct allegations that that rocked 2017 so
0: I, I, yeah i when i when i listened back like, oh, i said oh so i think i think we should give that person half a point yeah for half a point for that because i think i think they've you know although they got the person potentially wrong, yeah, uh, they sort of predicted, as you said, the avalanche of sexual misconduct that, that come through. Also thinking about it, I think the gold letter piece, you could almost give him a little bit of a point here as well because you're right, he hasn't put the gold Trump lettering on the front of the White House, but he has effectively moved the White House to Florida for most of his time that he's been in office. True. Um, and if you want to, like, in a roundabout way,
1: talk about the lettering, the Trump lettering on buildings, I think he lost a lot of maybe not a lot in in relation to his all of his property holdings but a number of really big um properties that he had took the trump name off you based on, based on the based on the the backlash i think it was upwards of like 10 yeah. or 15 or something um i don't remember exactly but some people were uh, no longer
0: happy with the trump brand uh yeah well and i think there's probably still some people that aren't happy with the trump brand right now but uh <laughs> for the, the time being is there so yeah i think we should i should. I think we should give a little bit of a point for the uh sexual misconduct prediction and i and i i think we should give a little bit of a point to the uh the trump lettering there i think that's uh yeah fair to say half a point on both sides and then uh and
1: and and we hope that uh you know the anger gets toned down which brings me to i'm going to jump jump around through our list here because one of the predictions that I had, and it was, it was kind of a joke, uh, was that your social media was going to fragment into all these different social medias for all the different camps so that people could continue to live in their echo chambers and stuff, um, which didn't physically happen. I mean, it's probably still happening. Maybe it's gotten worse. I don't know. But I guess that's the question that I would I would pose to you, is do you think 2017 had better discourse than we saw uh, at the end of 2016, or has it gotten worse now that the revelations of uh, what you, if you want to call it, um, the Russian bots throwing out fake stories and stuff, now that we know that that's a possibility, if not the new reality, how do you think that, that framed the conversation this year? I still, on my Twitter, I still saw a lot of people yelling at each other
0: yeah, I, I think the so. same. Yeah, and I think the big thing coming out of social media last year was was the whole fake news thing. You know that. Yeah, that was never really a term. Yeah. Before last year, and now it's a term um, I never
1: want to hear again.
0: But you hear on an absolute daily. Yeah. Day. So what did we use before that term? Because even you know nice. even <laughs> respected, yeah, well yeah, even respected journalists and outlets now, when they they print a story that has and let's be honest, the term has come out of the, the political arena, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. In particular certain President Trump. Um, but when you see it in an arena away from politics, you know, be it in science or mm-hmm. art or something, and well, a good one today was um, the Japanese astronaut that tweeted, Do you see this? He tweeted that he's been in space for two weeks or two months um, and has grown nine centimetres. Now that Normally, when the astronauts in space for a period of time, they grow between two and five centimeters yeah. because the vertebrae relax between the body and whatever. Right, yeah. Um. But he'd grown nine centimeters, so he was saying that he was actually worried that he actually wouldn't fit inside the solus capsule to come back to Earth <laughs> because there is a height restriction. He was already quite tall, and yeah. um, you know, being there. So I read that yesterday or the day before. Today he had to. Well, this morning I woke up and read a, read a news story. Basically, he had to apologise for the fake news. Yeah. Um. Basically, he screwed up the measurements. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now, uh, so for, it's no longer a mistake; it's fake news.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's not a mistake. It's not an error at all. So, oh, what a dopey idiot! I was reading it in centimeters, not inches, or vice versa, yeah, yeah, or whatever, yeah. or whatever happened. But suddenly, it's, oh, I'm sorry for that fake news. So, like, where did that term come from? Right. Now, I I think that guy in particular has bigger problems because if he's an astronaut and he can't measure his height simply with a tape measure. <laughs> I've seen Apollo 13. They were lucky to get back, and they used some fairly complex science and maths to get back. And don't even get me started on the Martian. That's the guy that science his way out of that problem with no problems whatsoever. <laughs> this guy can't even measure himself correctly. Hey, hey. How the fuck did he pass the test to get someone up there in the first well, place? Well, I'm sure that measuring yourself
1: wasn't part of the test. Well, maybe it should be. On it's a good thing he had a tailor to make his spacesuit yeah, yeah. I was going to say of all the things he could get wrong, I'm okay with it being that one. It's not like he pushed the wrong button, the eject everyone button, you know, (laughs) because he wasn't reading the manual correctly. So I'm going to give him a
0: pass on that. Uh, Okay. But it is... To be fair, to, to cut him some slack, I guess he wouldn't be the first man to publish fake news around adding an extra nine centimeters to himself. Yeah. But not the first won't be the last yeah yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's probably even while we're doing this podcast I'm sure out there yeah. that fake news is continuing it, yeah. to be spread yeah. right now <laughs> yeah no it is it is kind of annoying that
1: it is it's now um, it is you can't just make a mistake right especially like the stakes yeah. are This the stakes themselves are really high for journalists and journalists make mistakes like that is not new and and they issue retractions and they issue corrections I mean this is we're all human right but now it's such a it's such a hypersensitive area that you know, like you said now this astronaut that you know made a dumb mistake has to go out and use this loaded term fake news yeah. to just it, that's it's kind of embarrassing so yeah i uh i i i guess i didn't have high hopes for the for the discourse uh of 2017 uh, and i was not disappointed in that sense because i felt like it wasn't very good <laughs> I mean, I think there's some people that were starting to try and grasp the fact of like how do, how do we how do we live in this world now where it's it's you you have to live with the other side, you know. You can't if if the if the if the tone in the rhetoric is always no, you disagree with me, you're an idiot, you shouldn't be here. Like, well, that's you know, we're gonna have to learn to live together, you know, um, and. I I saw some signs of it, I guess, maybe not in the mainstream uh, news sources. They seem to be still really argumentative and clinging to their thing. Fox news. I think we can, we can say embarrassed themselves uh, as a, you know, presidential mouthpiece. Basically that, that was pretty shameful display by Fox news. I thought, Uh, but maybe it's a, maybe it's, it's, signaling the death, the death, uh, the death knell of, of, of this kind of media. Cause I mean, those, the numbers have been going down for a while and maybe people are going to start looking to new spaces. I know this is something we can follow up on in 2018 as we move into the new year, but, uh, how are social media platforms reacting to some of this? I know Facebook has made some announcements about what content they're going to try and police. And, uh, they've tried to put, um, targeted messaging up to certain people being like how to spot fake news or how to you know this or be careful what you read and all that so i think that'll be a topic for 2018 to see how social media platforms change um plus with you know some relevant revelations coming out uh about the (laughs) about the design of uh facebook that they're they made a lot of these things addictive and some certain uh high up facebook people you know basically coming out and saying we did a bad thing we didn't mean to but we've done a bad thing so may that'll be that'll be one for 2018 that that came out of 2017 so i'll leave it at that because i'm beginning to to ramble but i thought that was uh i thought that was an interesting one uh so yeah do you do you got one do you want to cover
0: uh what other one so i had it uh angela merkel get re-elected in germany some some might say that was an easy slam dunk but um you know she's she's there but it's not you know as strong strongly as in power as maybe it has been in the past but it, it's another tick so i'm gonna yeah i put that one on the score i'm gonna give you half a point
1: on that one because technically she hasn't formed a government yet so we're still waiting over here for them to form well, a government I, they're still in coalition think, talks and the first round did not go
0: very well so it's quite possible that there will be another election here in germany um well, I, 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 well but we're in 2018 now and i think you'll find I predict that she'd be re-elected i didn't i don't think i added any more caveats to she will be re-elected as chancellor oh you slippery son of a <laughs> yo you're right if, if you're my right. lawyer has taught me anything <laughs> my lawyer has taught me to be slippery. <laughs> So I'll uh, I'll take a point for that. Thank All you right, fine, insane. fine. Just chalk that one up on the whiteboard if you like. Yeah, good. Um, well, here's one that
1: I got wrong, or I don't know, I can't remember if it was me mm-hmm. or not. But the prediction was probably if you got it wrong, <laughs> you're hilarious.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's was, that was like the best eleven-year-old response yeah. <laughs> ever. Oh, and my dad
1: is bigger than your yeah, dad. Yeah, and he's got all the books and he knows everything. Um, <laughs> no, uh, weed legalization uh, to happen in yes. Canada in 2017. So it did not happen in Canada in 2017, although it is slated to happen this year. So we were a year so what we were stage a year. Is it,
0: what stage is it at? Because I, they, is it basically at the stage of law enforcement turning a blind eye to its use right now recreational use yeah or what is it on the statute books or and not sorry is it due to be on the statute books it's not there yet because like, some places have legalized it not not some in states. Canada not in oh, Canada sorry, not states provinces no no
1: not in Canada I mean medical marijuana okay. is available to everybody in Canada so that's we've had that for a long time <laughs> uh, to everybody yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, you, mean you just got to get the prescription you know um <laughs> But uh, no, so oh, we I've
0: got a rash on my skin. I need some medical marijuana. Yeah, it's. I think I think I've got a stick stuck to my chest from my car Yeah, we'll give you some medical marijuana. Yeah,
1: it's much easier than that. You just go in and oh, say okay. I have trouble sleeping. <laughs> 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 oh, I got the perfect thing for you. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, we we've, we've had medical marijuana for a long time, and I I believe the state of the legislation is that it is like they're either going to table it in upcoming session of parliament or it's been tabled and it's just going through um amendments you right. know because we have you know the, the the senate the upper chamber the senate has to go through all of the bills as well um once they've been passed in the house of uh, house of commons so i'm not i'm not sure exactly where it is but that was the that's that's the plan is that it's still on track to be legalized in 2018 sometime in 2018 i would imagine probably closer to the summer or the fall um right but yeah and if if you remember correctly in the prediction episode i did say that it wasn't going to happen anytime soon uh in 2017 so i was kind of right there uh and it is going to happen in 2018 as far as the state of it i mean we've talked about this on other episodes yeah i mean police again depending on where you live but in most places, they just kind of turn a blind eye to small amounts and stuff like this. Um, but weed legalization, that'll be a big one. And again, to, to sort of just what we're looking for in the future, this is one of the things that I had pegged to be like, I think this will be an issue for 2018. It'll be interesting to see, not only because, you know, my homeland of Canada is going to legalize weed, but as we talked about a few times in 2017 shows, they drug policy and the studies on, on drugs, you know, psychedelics in particular, and their therapeutic uses saw some pretty big, uh, you know, 2017 saw some pretty big studies come out and some some more acceptance, it felt like, uh, from the scientific community and from the political community and from the public in general about, you know, therapeutic uses for these things. And maybe we shouldn't have such a, you know, the war on drugs uh, situation that we have now. So, I think we talked about that. Um in our discussion of the predictions of 2017 and we were kind of, yeah, it looks good. The future looks good. So we did have some wins in that, in that sense in 2017, but we were also cautious as to what the Trump administration was going to do. And they did not disappoint again (laughs) in that um, they reversed an, an Obama era ruling where they basically said that the states have made, the states that have made it legal, it's still illegal federally. But the Obama administration made a, a mandate or an order, directive, whatever you want to say, um, saying that the federal government wasn't going to go in and impose federal law on those states. They were going to let it play out and see how it went and stuff like that. Well, just before the end of the year, Trump and his team have reversed that. Yeah. And Jeff Sessions has indicated that, yes, no, they, they're not going to honor that. So it is fair game for federal prosecutors to go into states where it is it is legal, state it's legal in state, uh, and do whatever they whatever they're going to do, kick down doors and take things and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes because I think that politically that's not a good move. Like those states that have it, I don't think want to give it up. Uh, I think they like the the, the writings well, on the wall yeah. that it's it's it hasn't turned the whole state uh, upside down and into a you know burning you know, garbage fire. So I I just Oh, well, I
0: don't know. you ever been to Denver? <laughs> um yeah, I've heard I it's lovely. I think the bigger <laughs> the, the I think the bigger part of that is that a lot of these states where it is legal, I believe it's half of because there's been a referendum of the people. I think yeah, California yeah, yeah. was the the latest, the recent yeah. One. So I, I think the bigger picture is more the fact of, you know, a lot of a lot of people that might be seen as Trump supporters are there because they don't like big government interfering in what they're yeah they're doing, and now all of a sudden the reverse of this decision, if they start enforcing that, is very much big government getting involved in something yeah. that on a state level has been decided by the people and by the state legislators yeah. So suddenly, to as you said, have people come kicking down your doors because they're from a federal task force or whatever. I, I think that actually could backfire on them because I think people will see that as a meddling of big government. In, yeah.
1: I don't think, in the I don't think that would go very well for them at all now. Um, so yeah, maybe it's just, again, it could be just like a lot of things that Trump seems to do, just posturing and uh, saying things so that he can kind of get, he can appease his small base that he has. And uh, yeah, but it will be interesting to see because I mean, if they do crack down on it federally, that does a lot in terms of the research that you can do. Um, and getting research dollars for that kind of for that kind of work, but like I said, twenty seventeen saw a, a number of really interesting studies that really started to show that there is some benefit there. There's projects towards um, working with PTSD uh, using MDMA that showed a lot of promise. Yeah. There was one that was um, studied uh, the effects of magic mushrooms, psilocybin, and there was evidence to say that it actually reduces the rate of recidivism in uh in uh, criminals so there could be some therapeutic uses there anyway those are just the two off the top of my head but that'll be one to look for as well and shout out there to tabby bruce did i just hear tabby bruce come yeah, come yeah. into the picture
0: yes I, I wasn't sure if you'd hear it or not yeah he just came running back in from uh, outside so yeah if if you heard it no doubt the listeners would have heard it as yeah. well. so yeah tabby bruce is in the house uh. All right. Okay. So what else do we have here? Uh, One of the smaller ones I had on my list, well, I say small, but the man's a beast, was uh, Eddie the Beast Hall would win the world's strongest man. Um, Which, yeah, until the prediction, I think I said last year, until the prediction came in, I'd never heard of him. So I went away last year and looked him up. He literally is nicknamed the Beast. Yeah. Uh, He's like 19 stone weight, and he's the only, uh, I think he's still the only human being in, in known history to bench press 500 kilograms, which is just, yeah, staggering. So, yeah, he won the World Championship this year and then immediately announced his retirement from the competition. Yeah, I don't think that's something um, you want to try and defend. Your, your joints yeah, can only take so much. Yeah, but he still competes at a national level, which is awful. But I did see on the news when I went back to look to see what was going on with him. Um, he's considering an offer from uh, WWE Wrestling. Oh, to, um, the, the natural could be coming to a ring near you
1: soon the natural yeah. stepping stone alright well Eddie yeah. Hall we wish you luck Um, I'll jump in there with another one of the sports ones it was that Tiger Woods was going to retire uh, yeah that was one of mine was yeah it? so he didn't officially but man we haven't heard boo from him in a long time
0: well he was it two months ago he started to make his
1: Well, I he started something about in the middle of the yeah. year and
0: then he was injured and then he Start to make a comeback again, but yeah, it has gone quiet since that. So, I think, should we put a fork in that one? Uh, put a fork, um, yeah, I, I, I part of me wants to claim half a point, but yeah, we'll wait and see. If he doesn't make a full comeback, then yeah, I'll, I'll claim the full point. But, um, <laughs> But I think just in general, I mean,
1: we like because what we had mentioned last time was you know he was going to retire and he obviously wasn't going to get Nicholson's record and it was like well you know maybe but I just yeah I think he's I think he's done for unfortunately you know he went out in a blaze of strippers and drugs and I guess (laughs) if you're going to go out in one way that's one way
0: to do it that's the way to go yeah that's all we can hope for in life Um, yeah the well. Briefly, because I think it's too. I, I think I did pre- predict that the Syrian crisis would continue, and we would do nothing as a world population to stop it. Um, and pretty much that has come true. I think the only difference is what we've done is we've just turned the news off. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. um, it's, it's still there. It's still going on. I think we just oh, I well, so thought it will just put something else on the news cycle now. Yeah,
1: I think it's. I mean, obviously, there's been there's been developments and slow moving developments, but I think w- where we left it at uh in in last year's show was yeah exactly that that nothing was going to happen uh i think i said that it was going to end but in the way that you know everyone kind of hoped it wouldn't and that assad would remain and i think we might be right on that one it doesn't look like he's going anywhere unless there's some sort of amazing breakthrough in diplomacy where he actually agrees to a transition of power but doesn't doesn't seem
0: doesn't seem likely um well, yeah, I think all the all the world's diplomats and negotiators are probably more focused on North Korea and the US Yeah, and Israel right now. I think that's the other, the other thing. There's only, well, there's not only so much the world can do, but I, I think it tends to be, oh, well, that's the new story. We'll go follow that yeah, way. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Unfortunately, this, what, this yeah, 2017 did seem to have uh, a lot of geopolitical hot spots happening I mean Syria had been basically the, the Middle East had been dominating the scene for a long time um I mean it's always kind of in the news North Korea I guess too but the whole North Korea Donald Trump 12 year old girl fight that was happening on Twitter was just like wow have you ever seen anything like that I mean that sort of took over the took over the headlines in
0: terms of well country relations I, yeah, I have so- as you said earlier about still seeing some crazies on social media, I have seen stuff like that. Usually involves two 14-year-olds yeah, yeah, yeah. having some sort of spat over something in the playground, so, but to see it on a world political stage, yeah, that's somewhere. but actually because of that, I will make one prediction for this year in that I think uh, technologies into preventing nuclear war will increase somewhat exponentially this year. Okay. Or research into those technologies. I think there'll be a lot of dollars pumped into. So what
1: do you mean, some shelters? Yeah.
0: Okay. Star Wars missile defense systems. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Maybe. Maybe that's but, it. They're in cahoots,
0: and it's all just deployed to, you know, sell the latest missile systems. Pump up the arms yeah. And, yeah. Don't worry about. Don't worry about the Mexicans coming over the wall you haven't built yet. Worry about the nuclear missiles that are coming in from afar. That's, yeah.
1: Well, we'll see. The Olympics, uh, the Olympics are 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 upcoming, so maybe that's maybe this is the year the the Olympics actually have some relevance because if North Korea sends a delegation, we know well they shouldn't bomb <laughs> <laughs> unless they send all the bad athletes. Well, unless I was,
0: no, no, you go and have a go. You go and have a go. I was,
1: I was going Part of me did think this the other day of like, you know, how crazy would it be if if this is the move. Where they're like, you know what, we're gonna send our, we're gonna send a delegation. Uh, don't so you don't have to worry because we wouldn't, we wouldn't bomb our own, we wouldn't bomb, you know, Seoul wherever the Olympics are. If if yeah, yeah, if if North Korean delegation is there, but really the delegation is just like shipped out from the prison camps and they they just put some fancy clothes on and be like, you better not say anything, and then they send them <laughs> over there and then just bomb it. And you know, I don't know, like part of me did think that, and that's pretty crazy that that's even a thought in my head but uh i don't know i think it was interesting to see on that front though if the overtures that uh, north korea is making towards the south right now are in fact genuine it's like we you might have to give donald trump a point for like out crazying the crazy (laughs) <laughs> Where the guy's just like, you know what? I can't even deal with this. I can't even deal with this guy, you know. So uh, I better start making some making some inroads over here because this guy over here is just he's crazier
0: than I am. I don't know. Well, yeah, you you, you just made me think. So you mentioned the Olympics. I, I I think we'll put a pin in that one for now. But I think when we come back in a future episode before that, I'd, I'd like to get some Olympic predictions out of you because I know Canada. are I think I gave you some stick for the, uh, for the actual Olympics yeah. <laughs> uh, last time round, But we're obviously coming up to the Winter Olympics, which is probably more in the Canadian arena. Uh, it is more, especially it, more so than Great Britain. It is more our jam, but we
1: still don't really ever win. We're st- we just, st- you know, like we win hockey. That's it. Um, You're just too nice a nation, aren't
0: you? No, no, no Come on. You, you cross the line first. No, sure? yeah, no not,
1: not when it comes to ice hockey. You know, then we'll, <laughs> we just beat the shit out of everybody. But, and, and to, <laughs> literally. literally, and, and to be honest, that's the only one the nation cares about. It's the only one people really care about. Like there's small pockets of people that care about skiing and all the rest. And we're, of course, we're all proud of our athletes. And when they do win, we're like, yeah, good. But when they don't, we're kind of just like, yeah, you know, it's tough. You got to go up against, you know, countries that actually give <laughs> money to these people. Like we're not spending money on,
0: <laughs> you know,
1: bobsled and the rest of it it's like these people work jobs and then are olympic athletes you know the only one we give money to is 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 hockey and this year the professional players will not be participating in the olympics so it'll be it'll Ooh. be a whole new the the playing field will be much more level i still expect canada as the favorite but the playing field will be much more level uh the other one
0: i'll be watching and we'll get into this another is is curling i'll be watching the curling Oh, wow, and that's where normally the the great British contingent, also known as the Scottish contingent, uh, normally do quite well, so we could be going at loggerheads uh, there, yeah. First. so yeah, we'll stick a pin in that one and we'll, we'll come back to that Sounds one. Sounds good. Um, uh, there's,
1: there's, a, there's one other um, uh, sports one we have from our predictions from last, okay. so if we want to cover it real quick, when that was yep. that you predicted a massive drug scandal in cycling, which is to my knowledge I'm not up on all the cycling but to my knowledge
0: didn't didn't really materialize well well, well it kind of did so yeah I the reason I predicted that is because there was the whole question at the time around Sir Bradley Wiggins and a package that you'd received yeah. and um you know it, oh it was just an inhaler and he's got a, a license and exemption for for that but it was the whole but that you didn't send it by courier you gave it to some guy to carry in a suitcase and across the borders yeah. yeah it yeah. looked shady so so when I when I was about now I think there has been some controversy because um Chris Froome, who is, you know, now the you know Never heard of him. Most decorated... <laughs> what? <laughs> so Chris Froom, who I actually predicted would be Sir Chris Froome, uh, in the New Year's Honours, but it didn't happen. Um won the Tour de France again this year. So he's the the only British person ever to defend uh Tour de France title. I think he also won um two or three uh sorry, one or two other of the grand tours in the same year, mm. so, uh, so that's like one of the first ones that have been done at the end of twenty seventeen. It came out that he was um under suspicion for having more than the um prescribed limit of salbutamol. he's an asthmatic and he has a um a medical need for salbutamol, the, the steroid. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. But he had twice as much salbutamol it's in It's kind of like yeah.
1: uh, everyone I know back home has a medical need for marijuana, Hey, eh? Wink,
0: wink. Well, <laughs> it, is, it is a little bit funny in that when I was at school and, you know, if there was, you know, all the kids are lined up and you're going to choose somebody, who are you not going to choose? I'm not going to choose the fat kid and I'm not going to choose the asthmatic kid. yeah, yeah. Yet suddenly it seems if you want to be a world class cyclist, then you need asthma. Yeah. <laughs> because all these world class cyclists seem to be asthmatics, and it's like now it, I'd love to know the study. There is there a cause and effect of well, I was asthmatic, I realised I need to get my breathing better, so I took up an endurance cardio sport like cycling mm, to help. Not like. Or is it a case of mm, handily the drugs that I take for my, my asthma yeah. make me. Damn good at this, yeah. this sport. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know either way. So if any lawyers are listening, I'm not accusing anyone. And I, you know, to be honest, with Chris Froome especially and Sir Bradley Wiggins before him, because of the high profile team that they were in and and the the level of protest they would made against anti doping, they were probably the most tested athletes in the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's interesting that this is coming back. So I, yeah. I think there is a scandal bubbling under the, uh, the surface for cycling, so I'm at least going to claim half a point for that one as well, Flash. you, you just um, scrambling forever. <laughs> for, you don't get a whole well, point for that. You don't get a whole point. There was no massive drug scandal. Well, I think there is. I think <laughs> I think after this I will send you the links to the furore and the hype in the uh, the old school media, obviously with well, the saviors of modern media. Yeah. Uh, so you can see how right I actually was. Okay, well, I think we have different definitions of massive
1: then, but anyway, well, I think the I think the interesting thing in um, this whole touch on Olympics again, which we won't go totally into, but the Russian doping scandal was the big one of twenty seventeen, and the fact that they are banned
0: from the Olympics. They are. I, I did see on the news today: is it thirty two or forty two athletes, uh, Russian athletes, will have. Appeal that, yeah
1: uh, decision so yeah whether they, they gets appealed or not uh we don't know but it was interesting because i mean again like it seems like there's a lot of this like cold war kind of shit is like happening again you know like stuff that i had never heard about i've I'd only read about where it's like the u.s is not going to the olympics because the soviet unions because they're pissed off at the soviet union and vice versa you know and all this stuff and now it's like this it's like we're we're banning the russian athletes if they want like certain ones will be able to uh, undergo rigorous scrutiny and then pass tests yeah. in order to participate, but they won't be able to, as par- yeah, as a neutral. I've never seen that. Yeah. As a neutral.
0: Well, yeah, I saw it at the world at the world championships. They were I can't remember what they called them, Uh, neutral athletes, but they changed the, the terminology this time. So it, it's along the lines this time of a neutral athlete from Russia or something. Yeah. So there is yeah. Russia mentioned there somewhere. But yeah, it's a uh, yeah, I think let's pick this one up when we come to do the Olympic one, because I think there's a lot of rabbit warrens right. we could uh, dive down. For uh, everyone else in the world, he's on. talking about rabbit holes. Yeah, which are technically known as rabbit warrens, like a badger has a set and a fox has a den. Right.
1: And if you come from the place where people talk like that, apparently there was a massive doping scandal in cycling, but the rest of the world just didn't hear about it. So. <laughs>
0: Well, it's much like any scandal that involves involve ice hockey, Flash. Nobody in the world. At least. Either E knows or B gives a shit. At least I'm fully
1: admit and I'm aware of that. Although I'm still preaching the good word over here and trying to convert everybody, (laughs) you know, one cross-check to the head at a time. Um, (laughs) All right. So that's, that's, that's with the sport. Well, we'll get to the Olympics in later episodes. I think that covers the sports ones that we had. And. Unless you have something else, Brad. Uh, and I don't want to hear about the one that the uh, prediction that Brad is an idiot is going to be uttered uh, countless times because you know what? It's true. And we didn't keep count. We should have kept a running total. We should have kept
0: a buzzer, you know, like a ting every time it, it went off. But we, could, yeah, well, that ting would run out quite quickly. Um, Yeah. The only other one that I had, which um, I'm going to need your help on because I, I Started listening to it and then, um, yeah, got a little distracted. Was um, we also made a prediction about Bitcoin? Yeah. Um, and the, it would become a financial safe haven, which actually I think up until the end of 2017, actually it was. You know, it it had grown exponentially. Uh, I can't remember what the values were, but I, I remember hearing some outlets saying, you know, if you invested, I think for every dollar you invested in Bitcoin or a hundred dollars, I think it was at the start of 2017, it was worth something like $30,000 by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until the end of 2017, it was a safe haven. Now, I think, obviously, cryptocurrencies in general have, since the end of 2017, maybe just creeping into the end of 2017, um, have crumbled, um, and there's been, you know, some shrinkage. But on the whole, it still is being seen as a little bit of a safe haven.
1: Yeah, um, and that's... I can't remember yeah I don't I don't remember exactly cuz I think we kind of that discussion spawned out of something else and we were kind of talking it about did, it yeah. but 2017 you know blockchain was a was a theme on the show I think for 2017 yeah. we did we did discuss it um a bit and if if we're going to you know sort of wrap up those were the predictions of last year let's now move to looking into the future I think bitcoin is a, is a one one to start with because yeah there was the big uh, inflation and price at the end of the year and stuff it was something we talked about a lot um and it got uh, i guess it's now it's being traded on some markets futures bitcoin futures and net like and again i don't understand exactly what that means except that it's now on certain exchanges and that's what really drove the price uh up um but the 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 question is still scalability acceptability uh, that's what's going to make it stable Is if more people start accepting it more people start using it that's what's going to make it a, a legit um currency to rival the the standard currencies that we have so looking ahead to 2018 could could this be the year you know it's got some momentum on it now people are starting to take it a bit more seriously i did a I did a quick look um, through the Bitcoin magazine newsletter that I, I, I receive. There's
0: <laughs> <laughs> a news, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. There's a newsletter for yeah, that. Brilliant.
1: Bitcoin magazine. Um, so there's a couple, uh, there's a couple upcoming, um, technology upgrades, I guess, to the bl- the blockchain, the Bitcoin chain, um, that, that Bitcoin magazine is really excited about. We'll put the link on the website. Um, of course they are. Yeah. And again, I won't go into all the details because it's pretty technical, um, pretty technical piece of literature. But basically, they have um, some new technology that's going to roll out that's going to lower the transaction fees, because I, I know that's been a real big problem with with Bitcoin is that it, there's still really high transaction fees uh, when you're spend, sending money to people. Um, there's a number of reasons behind that, but they have um, a new set of software that will make that much lower. Uh, and quicker so the confirmation you get when you send Bitcoin Bitcoin from one person to the next person it will happen a lot faster the transfer will take less time Um, and I think it has to do with the way in which they verify the transfer Um, and and that's why the fees and time are associated with that so apparently transaction fees and confirmation time are going to go way down which is a big step towards it becoming more uh, usable by a lot more people And there was another thing, uh, about increasing the privacy. Uh, so the security of, of, of Bitcoin and blockchain is one of the things we already talked about, right? Like this is very secure. You can't duplicate Bitcoin. Um, you know that this Bitcoin is, is a unique Bitcoin. It's a Bitcoin. Yeah. And it's not, you know, being duplicated all around in a digital space, um, but I guess there was still a privacy issue, which is something I, I, I didn't really put together. Um, but if you remember that uh, every time a Bitcoin gets moved, the blockchain process, the, the encryption technology behind Bitcoin, um, it adds uh, like a, a, a block to the chain of transactions that have gone before it. And that's what gives it its unique identity and makes it harder to uh, duplicate and, and hack because it has these big chains on it. But because of that, you can trace ownership of said Bitcoin or anything um, through this chain of transactions that's made. Yeah. And that was something where people are like, well, you know, but that's a privacy issue. So it's not necessarily security, but it's privacy because anybody can look and see where you're spending your, your Bitcoin. So apparently they have a couple of interesting technologies coming out that basically with the, when these transactions go through, it like jumbles them all so you it shuffles all the bitcoin around so you still have the same amount of bitcoin but it's different actual bitcoins that is new unique bitcoins in your wallet still the same amount so that was kind of interesting two more quick things on this and this is more but less about bitcoin and more about blockchain uh and there's a couple that i i Really like to talk about in the new year because like we've said before it's the blockchain is the big thing Bitcoin is just one of the many things that the blockchain can do So the first one that I'm going to be interested to follow up on and I'll just briefly touch on it here But it's a website called PressCoin, dot com, and their 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 goal is to use the blockchain technology to decentralize journalism because journalism is struggling all over the world And it's a slave to advertising and stuff like this. So they're trying to create this platform, this space where you can provide journalism or uh, edit journalism like a Wikipedia sort of kind of concept. And in doing so, you get tokens. And tokens is something that the the Bitcoin world is all about now is like tokenizing things. So you can basically take The value of something, say you, the example I read online in the magazine I was reading was say you own the Mona Lisa, the Mona Lisa has a set value. You can turn that into, you can take that value, that dollar value and turn it into tokens, turn it into like a cryptocurrency and then pass those tokens out as you, as you want, or you can trade them or sell them or whatever, but they have an asset value to them. So they're one slice of a bigger, of a bigger thing but this is how you can take physical commodities or things that have value and turn them into a cryptocurrency and
0: put them you know spend them digitally so it's 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 okay it's, i i guess but isn't that what currency you know why can't you just do that with paper currency already yeah well for for all this I, i'm assuming it's for the reasons that you would want
1: to use you blockchain because it's way easier it's way easier to do you don't uh, I'm at a loss here, Brad. I I, I okay. wish I could tell you more. Uh, I just started digging into it, but apparently it's just it's a really simple thing to do, and it you know then you can you don't have to go through a bank, you don't have to do all that kind of thing, you don't have to actually physically sell your, your your item. You know you can kind of trade in the value of it so right
0: i think the thing it it sounds to me it's more like shares you know it's almost like making shares well yeah that's what i was just thinking but then what i was also thinking especially when you said about the the last piece of the the bitcoin piece as well with the, the privacy i've heard that you know we've talked about blockchain being used for medical records and things because it is so secure yeah um but obviously you know if you're using it for medical records it's readable you have to be able to go back and make sense of it yeah um But then the flip of that is from a money crime and a money laundering point of view, if you create a currency that is so secure and is so private, then, and then with this, you know, turning your physical commodities into tokens, whatever, have you just made the world of organized crime the easiest thing in the world to, yeah, maybe to get into and launder their money. I think that's the other, I think that's the piece when, when I've, see articles around bitcoin that seems to be one of the flavors that comes out is yeah there's always that law enforcement saying well hold on you know how do excuse me, how do we keep up with this this cryptocurrency because you know it's hard enough to track money in offshore cha- accounts and swiss bank accounts and wherever and now all of a sudden you have this virtual currency which is you know yeah a whole new ball game but yeah yeah one to watch for 2018 definitely well
1: maybe yeah exactly that that could be something that we maybe spend some time and actually dig through so this thing this the, the the idea behind this this startup here though is that you get tokens which are part of a val like our, their value comes from the company and then it's a way to sort of release journalism to the people or to you know a, a decentralized sort of thing so you're not working for a publishing company or a whatever so anyway yeah there's there's a lot of interesting things um, on the horizon with that and one other quick one is crypto parties what crypto parties crypto raves ain't no party like a crypto party. yeah yeah, yeah. so apparently there's again in by creating these tokens People are using you creating these tokens um out of something or 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 it doesn't even necessarily have to have value, but they can just create their own, you know, blockchain cons- um I can print my own money. That's what you're no, basically no, no, right it now. It doesn't have to be money. This in this way that they're doing it, it's tickets to these super secret underground raves. So your ticket is a digital like bit blockchain encrypted thing. Uh, because I guess in the raving community, it's really cool to be super secret. And also they actually, one of the people they interviewed said, you know, there is a real big concern about like really right wing groups coming to some of their events and stuff and harassing them, causing violence and the rest of it. So they have these, like, I think it's also just like tech raver people trying to be too cool for school. And of course it's happening in Berlin. So it's like, uh, yeah. course. <laughs> it's like these super secret and London, you know, these super secret wow. parties, you know, rave parties that you have to get like a bit like a blockchain encrypted ticket to get in and all this stuff. I just I saw that up on on wired.uk uh, and I thought that was hilarious. So so you know the, the the blockchain, it's moving into all sorts of different things, you know. And maybe we can start, we can set up our own too. Brad for for you crypto meetup somewhere in
0: the coolest club in Berlin. Well, yeah, maybe I what or what I could do is I could just maybe send you a WhatsApp, <laughs> which is you know end to end encrypted. Yeah, uh, and we could just meet that way. But you know, I'm I'm not knocking your idea, Flash, but I just think the whole point of you and I going away learning how to create a blockchain and what a blockchain is and how to encrypt it and how to decrypt it is actually going to take a lot of time resource whereas i can just send you a whatsapp yeah but then how do we secretly invite our
1: top you know 50 listeners or something to the super awesome too bad for you
0: weekend getaway techno well, we, getaway we get that we get their phone numbers and we send them a whatsapp <laughs> oh you just gotta otherwise otherwise Well, no, otherwise, you know, it was bad enough when just you and I had to go away and go on a cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, (laughs) blockchain course. But now we've got to get 50 of our top listeners, which implies we have 50 listeners, which is amazing if we do. (laughs) Um, We've got to send 50 of our listeners, I'm saying that with a straight face now, uh, to go and learn what blockchain, Bitcoin, encryption, cryptocurrency is. No, they just get to. Who's paying for this? I can't foot the bill for this The listeners, they buy. I've got enough Bitcoin in my Bitcoin wallet to do that. They buy the tokens from us to come to the super awesome party weekend. Oh, that I'm all for. I need a new laptop, as we've discovered. We've had a few technical issues earlier on, <laughs> listeners, which hopefully Flash and the editing is going to take care of. we'll be fine. Um, we'll be fine. But basically, I need a new laptop, is what we're saying, listeners. So, you know, if you work for Dell or HP or Lenovo and you want to sponsor me, or, you know, or Apple, uh, feel free. You know, you'll know, you get a mention at regular intervals on the show. Yeah, and you can come to our crypto um, weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll WhatsApp them and invite <laughs> to where we're going. <laughs> In fact if I got a new laptop, I could even email them. <laughs> All right. What are you what
1: are you looking forward to this year? What are you what's on your horizon?
0: Um Yeah, so I I when we were planning this we, we, we sort of said we, we might move away from the predictions. I think a good thing about moving away from some of our predictions that we had last year is uh I think we knocked out of the park last year, me in particular. <laughs> um so I'm gonna quit while I'm ahead. Yeah, good move. So yeah, good excuse. it's um, a good excuse for twenty eighteen. Yeah, so I started thinking about what do I looking looking back and thinking back to what we've covered over the last twelve months, what what would I like to focus on going forward, and then I'd, I'd also obviously like talking about to listeners. So I think you and I touched on this in pre-production. I love what we call that pre-production. There, um, the uh, the ever famous head transplant. Yeah, you know, quit teasing us. Yeah, get on with it, dude. Yeah, shit or get off the pot. Is it going to happen? Is it shit or get off the pot? Cut some dude's head off or don't do it. But like, stop toying with my emotions. Yeah, exactly. We want to see it happen. So put your money where your mouth is, or put your money where somebody else's mouth is, and then transplant it onto where your mouth is. That could work as well. Uh, So yeah, let's see where that's going. So I think we should dig into that a little bit this year to see where our Italian professor is with this one. I think he's right where we. I think he's
1: right where we left him. Every every three four months or something, he he releases something. But yeah, maybe we should we, we should try and start a dialogue, and just be like and start heckling him on social media or something like. Come on, do it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm if it doesn't happen this year, I'm I'm willing to like I'm so close to just, calling it, that it's like our rocket guy that was going to do the flat Earth thing. That, like, Mad mind. yeah, that yeah. it's just, it's all just a, you
0: know, it's all just for. We his... say that, but I know very well, Flash, if in 2019 or 2020 there's an inkling that he's going to get his specially designed super knife out, yeah. and you and I are going to be chomping at the bit. Oh, man, he, he to could, he could suck you right back in with one cut. Well, let's not get into the dirty details of what he could and couldn't <laughs> do to you. But, you know, it's not where I want to be going. So, yeah, that. Head transplant is definitely definitely it's on, always on always the on the radar. Always, yeah, yeah. That that yeah, that's a standing item for for me. Yeah. What about you? You wanna? Well, I I back, back I
1: fawned over I fawned over Bitcoin, but I'll I'll take one in in a step that's you know maybe a bit doom and gloom, but I am on the lookout for the next big outbreak, the next big epidemic. What is it going to oh. be? You know, we in Seems in the last several years we've had some you know, we had Ebola, we had now had Zika. You know, what what's it gonna be? Flu season this year is shaping up to be one of the worst in recent uh in recent years. Now I'm not predicting a, a giant pandemic or anything like that, but the flu season for the northern hemisphere anyway, the southern hemisphere has already gone through it. Um and it was, I believe, you know
0: Well the Australian flu was the uh culprit i believe from what i saw on the uh, yeah certain reports and i, d-
1: and I don't know exactly <laughs>
0: what that is or what strain it is but the one that's well they probably stole it from somebody else <laughs> <among> the australians <laughs> yeah yeah uh, just to go with a cultural stereotype there,
1: listen. <laughs> yeah yeah that's not going to change in 2018 we're going to be stereotyping no, no. the shit out of all the cultures <laughs> um yeah, yeah. No, the, the flu season, it's, it's shaping up to be one of the worst in the last, uh, few years. Um, and it's because H3N2, the H3N2 strain is popping up. That that old H3N2. The old H3N2. Apparently, this is a, 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 a notorious strain to, to vaccinate against. Um, because when they, when they grow the virus, for the vaccines you know they grow the virus to put in the vaccine Um, they grow it in chicken eggs so in chicken embryos yeah uh, and in that process as it's growing and replicating in the chicken embryo it mutates the virus mutates there's these subtle changes that go into it and apparently for whatever reason h3n3 h3n2 happens to go through more changes than others and so it's very its variant that comes out of the chicken eggs is always slightly different than the one that's actually circulating in the wild. So the vaccine is never quite perfect for H3N2. uh, And it happened to be one of the more dominant strains this year, so that's a reason. And yeah, like I think uh, in October, to December, I think these are American numbers, but from October to December, they had a rate of like 14 hospitalizations per 100,000 people. Uh, And just to put that into context, that's up from five last year. So okay. five per 100,000 last year, and now they're up to 14 per 100. So doctors are basically saying this is going to be – it's not going to be Spanish flu. We're not talking about anything like that, but it's going to be bigger than normal. Um, and it just gets you thinking because I've read a couple other papers about uh, mutations in avian influenza. This is the big concern, right? Avian influenza flips over to humans, and then that's where you can get a big pandemic. And there's been few papers that I've seen – where they're talking about, yeah, it only we've kind of mapped it out, and there's only like two or three mutations that it needs to go through in order to like really get into mammals and, and, and take off. So, I don't know. Is it flu this year? What's it going to be? I'm on the lookout. I've always got my eyes on Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. That's still bubbling away in Saudi Arabia. But as of now, nothing to report. I'm not trying to fear monger,
0: but maybe 2018, mm-hmm. I'll be on the lookout for what the next outbreak is. Well, that would be that would be good because obviously you know we. It's our bread and butter. From, uh, yeah, it is our bread and butter. You know, we obviously had a Boda update on where's my glasses that you know your your earlier podcast, and then you know we had Zika and a boater as well. We sort of carried that on. So yeah, it would be it would be good to have you know a to have a new story for us to talk about, have something in the biology field that we both enjoy. Obviously then it means we can bring back our yeah. <laughs> outbreak sound effect, which doesn't get used enough. I don't think yeah. you now. It's like all things, you don't use it enough, then it can wither and die. So right. uh yeah, that that would be a good one to have back. So yeah, let's keep our beady little eyes out for for that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. On my side, uh then um something very close to home, which I know for both of us when we talk about it, is um diabetes. So I started having a a little look of what what research is going on at the moment um to just see if there you know any potential breakthroughs coming and stuff um and i started doing this earlier today and um when flash and i joked earlier about the term rabbit warren it's because i sort of said i went off down this rabbit warren and rabbit hole and really got carried away with it. And, you know, normally I make, you know, probably about half a page of notes per story that we cover. And I've ended up with like three or four pages of notes <laughs> this time. I don't know how um, we have time for all this right now. Well, yeah, so I'm not going to go through all of it. but So the main areas that um, that came out and that dragged my interest, and that, there are others going on, I just didn't have time to get to them. So there's a lot of work going on in a vaccine mm. uh, and into immunotherapy. So um, with the vaccine, obviously, Diabetes Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease, so the body decides to attack itself and specifically attacks the cells within the pancreas, the beta cells or the islet cells that produce insulin. Um, so what the vaccine um, is aiming to do is, is there a way of blocking that autoimmune effect um, and thus preventing the disease. Um, and really some of the early work um, or, or the work around this started, especially with the immunotherapy, is... There was some early research done where basically they gave immunosuppressant drugs to diabetic patients. So the type of drugs you'd have if you had an organ transplant right. or something. Yeah. Uh, and what they saw was a, a short-term improvement in their ability to control their blood glucose. So it looked as if there was some um, benefit yeah. effect going on and yeah, some benefit. Um, now, what that did was open up two avenues. So firstly, it opened up the vaccine avenue and the immunotherapy. But well, then also what it did was show... Well, actually, that would imply there's still some beta cell function there, ah, or some islet function, some function right. there. So and if you just you just
1: tone down the immune system, they can kind of come, they can recuperate a bit, yeah,
0: right, yeah. So um, now, what's from the the, the bit that I dug in? It didn't really talk about, for that study. It didn't talk about how early these people were. I think those people were quite early in their diagnosis. So there is this honeymoon phase where right. newly diagnosed diabetics still have some function. Um, So that opened up the door. So then, that that made people think, well, is there a way of producing a vaccine um, that would go in and and block this? Um, So there's some work uh, going on in the vaccine therapy and also in the immunotherapy um, world as well. And the way that the immunotherapy would work is um, some of the work that's going on is to eliminate specific um, B cells. So some of the natural um, immune cells in the body, you have T cells and B cells target the ones that specifically attack the beta cells in the pancreas Mm. um so the way they're doing this is combining the surface antigen from the pancreas cells and sticking that on to an antibody um that's specific for this b cell so the b cell gets generated and goes all right i'm going to destroy this pancreas and then basically oh brilliant and it sees this uh, cell that's basically got the it looks like a pancreas cell smells like a pancreas cell <laughs> it attaches to it and actually on the back end of this there's the antibody that then destroys that cell so it targets only those B cells so the rest of the immune system is compromised um, so there's some work going on specifically for that and that, that looks quite promising um, some of the other work that's going on is with the artificial pancreas um, so the artificial pancreas is basically using technology really which i think is um fascinating in a way so it's basically using um something like an insulin pump um, which is a device just to push insulin into the body so traditionally uh, i think your sister wears a a pump and my my daughter's about to potentially move to one as well so rather than injecting with a a pen injector uh, patients wear this little device which is probably about the size of a deck of cards um with a small cannula tube that just goes underneath the skin and basically you wear that um, constantly, effectively. Yeah. And it just puts in small amounts of insulin during the day. And then as you have a meal, then you just dial it up. So you still have to control it manually, but it's there. So the idea of the artificial pancreas is combine that with continuous glucose monitoring. So there's some technology out there now that you put a patch on the skin that monitors the glucose, so you have to do finger pricks. Basically get those two devices to talk to each other Yeah um so then as you eat naturally your blood sugar goes up the patch that monitors your blood glucose would re- recognize this send a message to the pump and the pump would automatically dispense the insulin that you need WhatsApp you It whatsapp the pump lets it know what it would WhatsApp yeah, the pump. yeah, yeah. maybe that maybe there would be some blockchain encryption to stop it being <laughs> hacked so i guess that would be the other thing can you hack into this and kill somebody with insulin? Yeah. um so there's a lot of work going on with that um that i know of already what I then started to dig into, which I, I started to find fascinating, was actually where they see the biggest gain of this is in gestational diabetes. Um, because when pregnant women are diabetic, when they come to giving, uh, A, it can have effects on the pregnancy itself, yeah. so the increased chance of stillbirth or complications. But then during the actual part of giving birth, obviously the body's in flux. you know, yeah. It's a stressful event on the body. And that can be really hard to control, whereas if you had this device that was automatically controlling it, it'd be one less thing for the obstetrician or the midwife to to worry about. So they haven't done... Um, well, they have done some trials from what I saw, but that that is where they see this being a really big area Yeah. Um, for future, for future sort of prevention of ongoing problems. So that's the obstetrician pancreas. and uh, I'm getting really carried away now. I'll try and keep this short. The other piece is... Um, and we talked a little bit about this earlier in, uh, earlier last year with stem cell transplants yeah. and, you know, having them maybe on a patch or something. into the arm. So there's a lot of work that's been ongoing historically into transplanting islet cells from donors. So, you know, you donate your liver, your eyes, your heart, your lungs. You can also donate your pancreas and the islet cells from that. Um, so that's, that's done at the moment. People donate those. You suck it up into a syringe and you inject it into your diabetic patient. Um, you normally have two injections mm-hmm. from from what I saw. Actually, what they do is they inject it into the liver of the recipient. Okay. Um, which I didn't realise they, they did that. I think it's something to do with it keeps it away from the pancreas, which obviously has been... Attacked. Um, attacked, and then the, the blood cells, the blood supply is not there and things for that. Um, the issue with this is that it... Um, it's not particularly efficient. So around about sixty percent of the cells that you try to put, the islet cells that you try to put into the patient get lost. They just don't survive, right. they get damaged, destroyed, whatever. Um and what they found is if you actually remove part of the liver and then put this in, it you don't get so much loss. You make um, a little home from you slice out of Yeah, you yeah, you make a little home in yeah. the liver. <laughs> Now, the the issue with that is it's not particularly ethical to go around slashing lobes off the livers just to put this in. So there's a a research group looking at um, ways of um, making the regeneration. The the way it works is the liver regenerates and that puts blood, perfusion and oxygen and nutrients around it. So there's a way of how can you promote that integration without having to chop up somebody's liver and stick this in. so that's going on. The other way of uh, doing that is there's a technique being res- researched whereby they coat them in um, endothelial progenitor cells, which basically encourages blood vessels to come in. So you implant this in, blood vessels come in. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that's that's going on. Just then some other high points, which actually... going off now. But hypo-unawareness seems to be a running theme that actually touch wood at the moment um we've not had you know if, if your blood sugar drops you and i feel that yeah when it yeah, drops yeah. my daughter she gets a bit dizzy she feels she goes a bit pale and a bit clammy um but there are a group of people out there that don't feel the sensation so they, they their blood sugar starts dropping really really low and they don't know about it until basically they pass out and go unconscious and send into a diabetic coma so a lot of this work has been looking to eliminate symptoms in those people but there's also a lot of work going on in the neurological arena to work out well why does that happen in those people hmm. and then also can you can you rewire it can you train that person once you know what that pathway is to relearn what those effects are um so there's some neuro neuroimaging studies going on with that at the moment um and then also some work around um this one i didn't like the sound of doing really intensive exercise can increase your awareness of having a a hypo. (laughs) Um, So there's some research going on where they basically just run the shit out of you on a treadmill. Um, And if you do that enough, then it it retrains you to be more aware of what a hypo feels like. (laughs) Uh, That pretty much sucks to me. Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of work going on with diabetes. And I know we've sort of predicted it before that, you know, in in Isla's lifetime, I think there will be a, a cure. Um, yeah and I think and I definitely think there will be uh, what I think in the short term and I think is the point the long winded point I'm gonna to get to I think in the short term the next i would I'd like to say one to two years, but probably realistically three to four is that we will see much more efficient and much more better ways of managing diabetes, at yeah, moment. so that that for me going forward will be something I'm gonna be keeping a keen eye on, and I'll bore the rest of the listeners with that as well, so I can go on other routes I could just stand.
1: you know what though like i think i think it's important that you bring all that stuff up because well again there's a lot of people that suffer from diabetes both two people that are close to us um but it also it, it encompasses so much of the interesting research that's going on like you have the technology thing you know the yeah. the sort of the bionic uh aspect like cyborg human thing. How are we going to replace it or augment our function with different devices? You have the immunotherapy thing, which we talked about a lot last year is really, you know, that's the, the new way forward in terms of medicine. You have gene editing, you have stem cells, like there's so many, like diabetes is almost the perfect case study for all these different really cool uh, technologies that we want to talk about and that we're excited about. So I think it's cool that we have um uh, yeah, it's super cool that we have diabetes, you know, because <laughs> it gives us something, you know, like a, a theme to sort of run with and kind of staple all these different ideas to. But no, 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 no. So that's good. That's exciting. We'll definitely be, be following that. And I guess they are trying to maybe use diabetes to explore some
0: of these other technologies that are going on. Yeah. 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 And I think you mentioned another one there that the, the gene editing, the, the CRISPR technology, which obviously we touched on at the end of last year with uh you know huntington's disease and yeah um some others as well so I, yeah i think for me that'll be one that will you know i would like to watch a bit more closely as well I'm still not seen the follow up of some of the treatments that were done yeah uh last year so i'm not sure whether that's good news or bad news but uh, yeah that that will be uh gene editing will be one to watch for the future as well
1: yeah um i mean we should probably wrap this we should probably wrap this baby up pretty quick i'll just throw out one one more thing that i think will two more things that will be i will be watching for in the new year artificial intelligence i think that'll be one i mean we have the whole automate uh automization automation (laughs) bourbon's getting in my tongue now um automation (laughs) well if you will drink half a pint of the stuff uh, automation of the of the workforce and stuff but there's some other areas that i think it'll be really interesting uh we talked a little bit about like the the uh, spreading of, of fake news and rumors and stuff on social media and stuff what about the role that artificial intelligence plays into that when you have you know it's no longer just a twitter bot spamming you it's actually some sort of an artificial intelligence that is interacting with you over the over the social media, or you 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 think it's a human, but you don't even you have yeah. no idea. You know, so it doesn't even have to take the form of robots. Is basically what I'm what I think is interesting about artificial intelligence. There's so many different things that it goes into that we don't even maybe realize.
0: Um, so that'll be really cool for 2018. Well, how. How long before you have that sort of intelligence goading, you know, goading you on Twitter before, you know, as we talked exactly. about in the episodes last year, you have artificial intelligence in warfare and suddenly a whole war has started because two robots have fallen out arguing <laughs> yeah. over the Twitter sphere. Yeah. So, yeah, the end of the world could be nigh, we predicted. Yeah, it that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not that it would Not
1: that it would matter at that point. Um, but yeah, (laughs) so, so that's, that's a big one for me. Uh, I think we should also get into some more UFO talk. Let's branch out there and, and see, cause last year there was a surprising amount of UFO stories in legitimate, like science media stuff. Like there was a lot of it was overblown. Obviously, you know, they had the asteroid that came close and there was a bunch of stories about, well, what if it's an alien probe? There was the blips in the, sun rays that from a distant planet that they saw Mm -hmm. like is it an alien megastructure but there was also the 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 report in the new york times about declassified documents from the from the air force or the army i can't remember um talking about their program of looking into aerial threats ufos that really surprisingly got not a lot of attention like it was kind of a big disclosure Uh but like nobody really talked about so i think 2017 was kind of cool because it was one of the years where people were really talking about UFOs, so maybe that's something we can
0: look for in 2018 well, yeah, and, and that, see if that momentum continues. And that that story that you mentioned about the declassified documents, it, part of that, if I remember correctly, was also then then basically saying, "Yeah, we have a department that investigates this." Yeah. And so like, so effectively, you got the X Files happening, yeah. and yeah, I I couldn't believe that didn't get way more. Everyone seemed more worried about. Sexual harassment and whether we were all going to die in a nuclear holocaust and war. Yeah. Um. So, but so yeah, if those aliens so had we, been robbing people. Time. Then people would have paid attention. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, maybe that's where all these sexual <laughs> uh, harassment claims come from. It's actually it's not actually the actors or actresses or the humans. It's actually alien probes. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. Yeah. No, I thought that was kind of
1: interesting. So, I don't know. I mean yeah i'm not a by any means a a big ufo nut but i think it's it's fun to talk about and again it gives you a way to talk about maybe some other physics and science stuff and i'm just interested to see if more people if that conversation continues into this year and the sort of momentum builds around the the whole ufo talk. so other than that i think you know i mean we have the standards we got you know antibiotic failure and antibiotic resistant super bugs but that goes into my outbreak uh uh folder uh so i think we've basically covered it and i think we've we've set ourselves up we've covered last year we've we've put the pin in it like we said at the beginning we've toasted we've toasted to the new year so a lot to look forward to um and yeah, happy to be here doing this for another year. So thank you, listeners. Thank you for thank you for joining us. Um please do uh get in touch with us with what you want to hear for the new year because hey, Definitely. we're happy to accommodate. We will bend
0: over backwards to get more listeners. Yeah, careful what you say, there. There's a lot of uh you know, claims going around at the moment. But yeah, <laughs> I th- I think that was important, you know, we we do this because we enjoy it, but we also do it because people like they like listening to it. Hopefully, uh, from some of the feedback we get. So, yeah, if there are topics that you want us to uh dig into a little bit and you want to get our take on it, then uh, throw that out to us. As always, you can do that uh via the medium of Twitter. Uh, so for me at Bradley W Hayes, um, or the show which is at Two Brad for You, uh, Flash. I believe you've not. You've not hidden your identity yet to escape some of the claims that are being thrown around about you <laughs> in the uh, fake news media yet, have you?
1: <laughs> no, I'm, I meet all claims head on. Uh, all claims <laughs> that I'm an idiot are probably true. Um, so yeah, at VVampyridon is my Twitter, Instagram. I think the show also has Instagram at Too for you, it which does. one of my resol- yeah. New Year's resolutions is to get more active on on that one. Um but also the website visit the website to com, i believe it's yeah yeah you've, you've been busy on that there's some good stuff I've on been there. trying to keep up with it that's also a resolution to put more content up there and there is comment forms there too so you can always comment on on stuff there and get in touch with us through that too if you don't have twitter if you don't do the social media thing so uh maybe we'll get a facebook page this year i'm kind of debating it it's one more thing to look after but we'll see uh yeah so i think that about wraps it up i'm excited for this year um i can't wait to think of all the great excuses that i'll come up with to not hit my targets of things that i want to do because
0: you heard it here first 2018 is the year of excuses hey you got the whiteboard on the wall my friend which you know this time, looking back last year, we never thought it was going to happen. It's true. It's true. That one nail that it took. <laughs> well, and sometimes that's all it needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes it'll fall down in the middle of the night and smash your skull in, and then you realize you should have used two nails. Yeah. But so far, we're happy with just yeah. the one. Wiser words have never been spoken. <laughs> all right, my friend. So
1: you're off to Australia. Uh, so we, I might put something out in your absence but otherwise we Ooh. will uh, we will wait till you get back
0: and we will hear from you then so yeah well we might be able to squeeze in before then but yeah otherwise it's been it's been a blast as always Flash and uh, yeah listeners the gonna be a good one we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time alright cheers cheers and joy We, uh, su- we sleep in separate beds. What are we sucking on this evening? Bourbon. Could you not get a bigger glass for it? Jesus Christ! How much <laughs> are you drinking? It's a lot of water. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's like a half pint glass. It's not a half pint glass. You're right. It looks bigger than a half pint glass. To be honest. <laughs> nah.
1: Nah. No, it's like, you know, it was two fingers of bourbon and then about two or three of water. And then another two fingers of bourbon and then... No. The ice cubes melted, so maybe that's it. Look at it. It's only like two fingers.
0: Sorry. Let's just rewind there. Let's just do some basic physics. The ice cube melted and what? The volume went up. Ah. Does that not happen? No. Why not? Come
1: on. Oh, because it was occupying the same amount of space. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know physics.
0: <laughs> don't mention that out loud. Flash, we've got a wave of listeners we're trying to fool here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know it's all about the physics. It's a good thing we're not live. goes up, comes down, <laughs> stuff like that. We know all about that. Wait, are you recording right yeah. now? Okay, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we may have just found our end of episode (laughs) segment right there.